College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned college football. And man, what a championship week we had. Um, we had some surprises, we had some beatdowns. Just talking off air that you do not talk down to Lord Saban because he will make you pay as Alabama made Georgia pay 41 to 24. Schooled them. Oklahoma State just shy of a possible playoff berth. Cincinnati, good for you guys. Good for you. The group of five in the power five. That's been the struggle. They are in with a 35 to 20 win. Michigan kind of grinds Iowa down and then pours it on 42 to 3. Utah poured it on Oregon right away. No, no waiting there. Same with Pitt and Wake Forest. Big uh, game by Utah State out of nowhere. 46 to 13. Our raging Cajuns from Louisiana got the dub as well. So we're basically, it's going to be kind of a short show today. We're not going to, obviously, we're not going to do preview and predictions for games that are almost a month from now. Um, usually how we do it, we'll just do the recap, and then we'll take a few weeks off, let some bowl game action happen, come back. It'll be on a Monday, more than likely anyway. And then Friday on New Year's Eve is the semifinals. So there's going to be big games before that, a couple big games after that. So we'll wait on the whole pre-doing predictions so we can come back in a few weeks to recap from what we got and then go from there. Uh, but yeah, man, that was, uh, that was definitely interesting in a variety of ways, like I mentioned. Uh, and the coaching carousel keeps going. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, Notre Dame has since filled vacancy that we talked about last week. Uh, Brian Kelly, quicker than we thought, has a southern accent. Uh, Mario Cristobal is back where he belongs uh, in Miami. So there's a lot to discuss, no doubt about it. But if this is their first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. Um, you know, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope if you don't want to and download the show directly there or listen to the browse. You can find this College Ball Show under the Robodope Radio Podcast on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spricker, almost everywhere else part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com. And one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. Uh, it's the best of live TV and on-demand, no annual contracts. No hidden fees. If you upgrade to the choice and ultimate packages, that'll give you three free months of HBO Max, and you get to enjoy regional sports networks with no additional fees. If you go to the all the way to the premiere package, that'll give you HBO Max and Showtime included. That's Direct TV Stream. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host Marshall now and uh, see how he's doing on this fine. Monday afternoon, that or Monday night, I should say, that last night a freaking cold front came in like crazy with wind gusting. And right now, it went 
went from like pretty nice weather to single digits. Now it's got a chance to be a high of 40 in, you know, a few days from now, you know how Minnesota is, but it all of a sudden got cold up here, up, up North here. So my best friend uh, was visiting me uh, this past weekend who lives in Fargo, which is only a three and a half hour drive from Minneapolis and probably normally a worse degree or two of weather than where you live. My family lives. And he's like, holy shit, it's 72 degrees. When he landed uh, Friday, it was 72 degrees with like a breeze. And he's like, dude, <laughs> he's like, I'm happy I came to visit you. <laughs> so there, there it's are negative I, two straight up north and cross lake right now. And it's one degrees in Duluth. Good God. So I, I, I do, I do miss family and friends, but I, I do not miss that weather because good Lord. Um, so speaking of that good friend of mine who was down here, we were driving to a sports bar, a, a beautiful sports bar in Addison, Texas. And I remember telling him, I said, literally, we are about to bet on Oklahoma State and Georgia. I said, that those, those coaches are named Mike Gundy and Kirby Smart. What is wrong with us? But, <laughs> but Chris, everything felt like those were at least intelligent bets. Obviously, they weren't locks and they weren't right. But for the most part, people thought, and especially when he found out that Oklahoma State's uh, starting quarterback was dinged up and they had a true freshman. I was like, you know, I was like, I it just, I kept telling myself, I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm betting Kirby Smart and Mike Gundy. Like, those are words I don't normally say. And my God, it turned out to <sighs> be the wrong choice. And for the Oklahoma State game, if you bet that game, enjoy a drink with me this week because I think it will take a week to truly forget and just try to fathom how they lost the game. You had, excuse me, not you, Oklahoma State, Chris, had 17 plays from the Baylor 10 or in. They scored one touchdown on 17 tries now I'm not saying you got to have like five or six but you have one touchdown on 17 plays where you have a play designed to score they were on the one yard line seven times and couldn't score I I, the word the word my buddy used was soft And, and I think that's the best word and yes I do realize that all these linemen could beat me up in a fight but when you're talking football among football and your lineman cannot punch it in on the one yard line seven times, soft is the fair term, or maybe Baylor is that much more physical and stronger of a team. There's something missing when, and then it becomes a, a mental gap or a mental block, Chris. And I, I kind of think that, that as this game wore on, if you're the Oklahoma State play caller, you got to be pulling out your hair. Just saying, okay, let's try off tackle. Let's try up the center. Uh, let's try a quarterback sneak. Oh, well, damn, we can't run the ball. Let's try a play action. Let's try a lobbing up. Like every play you called was getting shut down. Yet you were driving the ball up and down the field at a, at a decent rate in the second half. But to see that number of attempts and then a, a valiant effort for Oklahoma State to win on the final play of the game, in case you missed it, they were basically, it was a fourth and one, four seconds to go. Oklahoma State runs the ball kind of off tackle, and it was one of those plays where the running back saw that it was going to get jammed, so it kind of bounced around, popped, kind of did a little semicircle, and was run to the pylon. 
and I would say 90% of the time you see a running back bounce it back out, there's no one on defense that has a chance to make a play. But as you were saying perfectly before the show, Chris, the DB that made that play took the perfect angle. I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish this one, brother. Yeah, I mean, it. when you first see the guy pop out from Oklahoma State, you're like, he's got it. You know, that, like you said, most of the time you got it. it. It seems like it was there. He definitely, to me, it looked like he had the angle. But sure. not only running laterally, right, of course you're going to run laterally because the old boy's trying to go to the end zone, but he took an aggressive angle too. He pushed forward and sideways just enough to where all of a sudden halfway through the run you're like, holy crap, it's even almost now. And the Oklahoma State you know, player dove for it inches away, and it was Jaron McPhee or McPhee. And um, he – so there's some interesting backstory on him. He grew up 30 minutes from Baylor, two-star recruit coming out of high school. Only scholarship offer received was from um, Texas Southern. He was a walk-on in 2016. He's uh, He had the, the COVID sixth year, and he just made the championship tackle. That was pretty freaking dope, man. Um, that, that one blew me away. I, I couldn't believe he had that angle. And uh, also, you know, even though it did get to 21-3 in the first half, when you look at how the game started for them, I mean, interception, interception, three and out, three and out. Uh, even to start the second uh, half, an interception, they had another interception and a fumble. Like, it could have been way worse. Luckily, Oklahoma State has a good defense, obviously. But to go 17 plays, 89 yards in about three minutes, and to turn that puppy over on downs, man, that was freaking – that had to have been really heartbreaking coming up that close. And when you look at it, yeah, of course, we don't know 100% if Oklahoma State would have got in. But I'm guessing they would have. And that is just a guess. But to to beat two top ten teams that the committee themselves had in the top ten right before it, I think they would have gotten in. On the flip side, Bama in Georgia. I mean, Georgia starts out real solid, up 10-0. And it almost felt like they didn't look back. Now, of course, you know, Bama came back. Or I should say, once Bama got on the board, it felt like they didn't look back. But, you know, they, they did. They tied it up 17-7. to It was 24-17 to at half. They had that... Um, you know, that drive at the beginning to get up 31-17. And then there was a pick. Then there was a turnover on downs after a long, like, 12-play, almost six-minute drive. Shoot, the other one was a six-minute drive, too. I didn't realize that. And then, obviously, an interception touchdown. But it could have been way worse of a beatdown, even though, you know, 38-17 to is still a beatdown at that point. But, um... I guess you just like I said earlier, you don't you don't sit there and rip Bama because Lord Staten will strike back. And I'm pretty sure, Marshall, this year uh Bryce Young heard the show last week because he set the record for most total yards in any and just, just so you know, there's been some good players on that SEC championship game. 421 through the air, three touchdowns, no picks, and 40 on the ground. Set the record for total yards. Bama all of a sudden 
came alive like they just needed to be put in the corner as, hey, guys, you're not as good. But that sure didn't show up like that. Yeah, that okay, that was a, a Heisman-type performance. That that was. That was uh, that was a hell of a game. Um, and, yes, maybe there was this news clippings. And, you know, Saban, that guy doesn't miss a single freaking beat of words. <laughs> like, he, he he's kind of like yeah, Tiger. Seven like if, Twitter burner apart. Uh, yeah, a lot of those like special goat athletes, even LeBron, like they don't wait when a single bad word is said, they don't miss it. Now they might not tell us that, but they they it, it gets to them. So I'm sure, and I'm sure Saban was disappointed with how his, his team played against Auburn. That was a, a very poor performance from a team who you just saw did that against Georgia. You know, um, but yes, you did feel that. Once the second quarter got going, you felt like Bam was going to score as much as they wanted, and they were going to take their foot off the gas. And, and that just turned out to be true. Like, yeah, they did. I mean, they scored 41 points, but you almost feel like in the fourth quarter, it was kind of like, eh, you know, we we won. We got the game down. Obviously, you're you not want to risk any more injuries. Uh, losing Mechie does kill them. That guy is their most talented wide receiver. I'm not saying that they can't win it at all without him, but you're obviously trying – Chris to avoid any more injuries if possible. So maybe you take your foot off the gas a little bit, maybe pull a couple of starters out. But yeah, that it, it was funny too, because I was telling my buddy, you know, well, hell, hell, Oak state went down. So I'm sure this Kirby smart bet's going to go down too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that might be the last time I ever say go dogs in my group chat. Um, <laughs> I, I think what we saw was a combination, Chris, of Bama's best game of the year, hands down. Because, again, this offense had struggled with LSU, Auburn, and looked mediocre or average uh, against Arkansas. But you could tell, okay, this was a big game. Obviously, Saban had the guys ready. Like, everything about this game, you saw the best ability of this of what this offense has that you've not seen all year that that was the case and point but I'm going to say one thing to you and then we'll, we'll uh you know kind of move on but or discuss it but I think what we saw was the effect of who was in Georgia's side of the bracket so in, in all honesty in the in the SEC West Bama number one this year my boy Ole Miss Lane Kiffin number eight Arkansas who probably had the hardest schedule in the country this year if not top four is in there Mississippi State Four and four, Texas A&M who beat Bama four and four, ranked twenty fifth. Auburn who had a hell of a season, one of the best non conference schedules in the year, was almost dead last. And LSU's dead last. All seven of those teams, Chris, are honestly pretty damn good. I'm not saying they're all like incredible, like they all deserve gold medals, but there's not a weak team in that conference. But Georgia had Kentucky who finished twenty second, had a decent season. Tennessee. Ups and downs, they finished 4-4. Four and four. I'd probably consider them average. Missouri had a disappointing year. South Carolina, disappointing year. Florida finished 2-6, and six, disappointing year. Vandy, 0-8. So I think what we saw was a combination of Georgia's defense was really good, but you got to beat up on a weaker side of your conference division to make your numbers look better than they probably were when facing a good team. Again, is Georgia a great team? Yes. Could they still win the title? Quite possibly, yes. But when you read off seven great teams, and in your side of the conference, you had a ten, a Kentucky team, which was good, 
and then you have five teams that were below average to their standards or Tennessee may be average at best, it may be go to show how those numbers got inflated and how we all fed into it. And we're like, oh, shit, this was the Bama that we can see. And this Georgia teams wasn't quite the world beaters of picking on SoCar, Florida, and Bandy. I will say that, though. Like, I don't think what we were looking at from Bama, I think Bama just – well, hopefully for Bama – well, I shouldn't say hopefully. But they're hoping that that, they didn't peak either. (laughs) You know what I mean? Ohio State seemed to peak a little early. Maybe Georgia did, too. Maybe Bama just peaked, and that's the best performance we'll get. Maybe they just need to be challenged. Um, I agree with you when the Georgia thing, when you look at it from, you know, a little bit more with a fine-tooth comb. But it's it's still – the Bama we were seeing is still – I'm not ready to to say they're just hands down for sure they're going to win it all, you know what I mean, just because. Like, is it hard to pick against them? Yeah, but I don't think it was just like – I still think there's measurements – that you saw out of them that they're not uh, as dominant as they were. But, man, that was uh, – talk about, you know, big brother, little brother stuff, man. It's just wow, 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 wow. Um, the Oregon-Utah game just wasn't a game from the jump, Utah. Shots out to them. This is their, you know, since they joined the conference, I think this is their first time going to the Rose Bowl. Um and that coach has been great for a while, like very, very, maybe not great, but very, very, very good. Like yes. he is like a B plus A minus type guy. And at times they show A, and they have <laughs> down the stretcher this season. So that's a really cool thing to see Utah, and I think it's Ohio State. So that that's that's a nice little story right there. Um, it was fourteen to three, fourteen to zero, pretty quick. Fourteen to three at half. And even 21 to three, like early fourth quarter, and then Michigan said we're going to put up 42 points, and it was 42 to three, just a dominant, dominant performance. Speaking of dominant performance, Pittsburgh dominated Wake Forest. We picked Pitt, but man, I didn't know they'd win by that, 45 to 21. And then to, to hold Wake Forest to 21, that's pretty freaking impressive too. Um, Michigan back to back games of scoring 42 uh they have McAmara who is their main quarterback but they bring in a McCaffrey at times and they have Haskins as a running back no doubt but they also mix it up with a variety of runners they had one two three four five six seven eight guys that got the ball on Saturday 34 carries 211 6.2 a pop with the long 67 yarder four touchdowns, and they still threw the ball for 250 yards. Um, This Michigan team is peaking at the right time, and Iowa's defense is really solid. I think that's what obviously kept them in the game. Um, But, you know, know, saying did they peak last week, you know, with that Ohio State win, for them to back it up and finish strong, they're heading in uh, to the semifinals really hot, too. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of even if Michigan had a hangover for being Ohio State, Ohio, Iowa's offense is so pitiful, Chris. <laughs> I mean, they threw 38 passes in that game. They had 175 yards. Petrus was 9 of 22 for a buck 37. Padilla was 10 of 15 for 38 yards. It is hard 
to throw 15 passes in a football game when your team won the side of your division in a respectable conference and have 38 yards. Now, with that being said, I believe Spencer Saunders was just as bad as both these guys. <laughs> but <laughs> I move on from him because I don't want to speak of him for another year or two. Um, but, it, again, wh- whether or not that this was going to be a great test, and that's why we actually broke that down in the show nicely. I literally mentioned how – Michigan could be hung over, but Iowa's offense has struggled a lot ever since they kind of had that number two ranking. And yeah, you just saw that Michigan didn't clearly sleepwalk enough. Like it was 14 to three in the first quarter. You come out strong, then you put up a couple of goose eggs, and Iowa just, they had three points all game, which even for uh, a team who has, you know, at least a decent running game and a couple of wide receivers, like you figure you could do something. But it wasn't happening. Michigan stayed locked in. And as we've seen this year, Chris, a couple of these teams who are like defensive run oriented teams like a Iowa or a Wisconsin who kind of takes pride in their defense. When you get down 14 to 20 points and you're not a team meant to pass the ball, you really put your quarterback then at a huge disadvantage because the defense can pin their ears back and run at you. And you're more of a ground control game, and that makes matters even worse for a, a team like that. And you saw the final score get out of hand like the way it did. But, hey, credit to Michigan. Um, we've been waiting for – or not we, but the country's been waiting for Harbaugh or Michigan fans to to be uh, – to take his team to a spot like this, to make it to the Big Ten title game and then to win. Now you're in the in the uh, first uh, college football playoff for your team in, in history. So – uh, we'll see how he's obviously got a tough matchup coming up, but yeah, credit to Harbaugh and Michigan and you, you, you focus down, you beat your, your big brother, you beat him actually pretty well. You took care of Iowa now, now it's time to regroup. You got, uh, a good solid three and a half weeks to do film on Georgia. And, um, I think Harbaugh's clearly, he's got the monkey off his back for now. Like he, he he's, you know, he, he's proven he can take his team there, obviously. I don't think any Michigan fans expects the title with that they have a chance to get it, Chris. But um, the expectations, you got to feel a little happy for the guy because he's been under a lot of fire and he's proven himself, you know, that he is capable. And I think as a Michigan fan, a realistic fan, I think you got to be happy with where you're at now. And any any win from this point on will probably be seen as a icing on the cake. Yeah, no doubt. Um Cincinnati and Houston, you know, Houston puts up points, and they were hot going in. They had a bad win to start off the season, but they strung together a bunch of wins. It was 14-13 to 13 since he was up at a half. Then it was like the offense came through and the defense came through, that complimentary football, and they just blew them out. I mean, there was a late touchdown, no doubt, but if you look at it, first drive touchdown, second drive touchdown, third uh, drive touchdowns for Cincinnati and on defense interception that set up another touchdown punt 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 there's the touchdown and a turnover on down so they ran the ball extremely well I think they got over 200 yards you have 210 um, and you know Ritter did just enough through three touchdowns no picks it just it is a good story though and nice to see Cincinnati uh, get in. I talked about Oklahoma State had they have won. I do believe they would have jumped them, but that didn't happen. And in this year, it, it's crazy. Michigan makes it. Uh, the way Alabama made it was pretty impressive. And then now Cincinnati, undefeated, 
gets in as a non-power five for the very first time um, in general. So that that that's a great story. Uh, Critis, I agree, and I, man, and I wish they didn't would, lose their coach to Notre Dame either. That would that, that, that we that, were talking about last week. Like, man, if that happened, that would tell me that one sucked. Yeah, and that, and that second week when they made the playoff committee numbers, and everyone in the in all the sharps and whales in Vegas were pounding Cincinnati to miss, and you could have got Cincinnati to make the playoff like plus three fifty, which you said you're like, well, dude, if you do the math here, they have a great chance. I I, I wish we could have joined in on that because it was minus five hundred. They missed the playoff, and really, I mean, you could have said there was a yeah, sweat. I, I obviously, if that ball. If that ball touches the pylon, you're right. Dallas were looking at Dam since he missed it. So it wasn't uh, by any means a lock. But that would have been a nice little bet to get action on because um, they made it. And uh, there's a lot of money that said they wouldn't when the when the playoffs first started coming out over a month ago. Um, let me ask you one fun talking point because I saw a, a small a group of, I guess, Twitter police who were freaking out over this. Did you see the play in the Wake Forest pit game when Pickett – what he broke the pocket yes. and was running down the field, and he did. You. He, he did a little bit of a like a, a bait. It's not, not really a little a, bit, not a little bit. He faked a slide. He did, he but he he did he did a fake slide, but he obviously he didn't really he didn't he stumble over his feet, but he, he kept his momentum going. Should there be a rule against that? That should be illegal. That should be illegal. That's bullshit. It's funny. If he was my quarterback, I'd be laughing. I still was laughing. It's funny. I get why he's doing it because quarterbacks, especially in the league he's about to go into, can get away with a whole bunch of shit. So I get it. I'm not ripping the player at all. It was a great move. It was an awesome move. But fuck that as being able to do that. Because how many more things are we – how many more rules? They're not laws. They're rules. Are we going to put in place in – football where the defender is just sitting this this play, player safety is number one no doubt about it but sure. you all we all know what spearing is we all know all this shit we're all anyone that watches football for 20 years plus you're damn near an expert at replays and shit you know the intent well you can't necessarily say the intent but you know if it's like that's a penalty that's a clear penalty yeah whatever there's some in-betweens i get it but for the the amount of times that someone slides late already, just sliding late, not fake and slide, not straight up slide, but slides late. And the amount of times where they the, the quarterback then goes down and the guy's already in the air and they get called, that should be a penalty. It should be you should go back to maybe just that you should get credit for the run, but wherever it happened, you take it fifteen yards back. Because that is completely bullshit, and it should be outlawed. And I, call me Twitter police if, that, if you're on the other side of it, that's fine. But I think that's bullshit just because how many more things can we, you know, put up against these defenders? We get it. You want to see points. But no, nah, sure. I'm not down for that. I'm not down for that. Funny as shit, so, good move. Yeah. Worth doing it because it's legal, but I don't think it should be legal. So let me ask you then just one follow-up on this. Do you think – we could make the proper verbiage for this to become a rule to where a referee could call it properly because it gets into that. Well, it, what, what, what example shows a fake slide? That, that'd be my own thing of, could we find the proper words to use for it to be a rule set in stone? Do you think that would sure. be possible? Well, I mean, 
we already are trying to do football moves, you know, sure. which we all know. You get cleats, you get a helmet, you got pads. Whatever move you do, that's a football move. So, yeah, I get what you're saying and how to rule it. And we already see some fake going out of bounces before, too. It doesn't sure. – it's not all the time, but you do see it. Mm-hmm. You do see it. And um, I think, though, the fake out of bounce is a, is a minorly different, but because you can be going that way and then cut. But I think it's pretty easy to see a fake slide because you do have to commit so much to sliding. Um, the, as far as the verbiage and all, all that, I, I don't know. I, I see your point on it, and you're bringing up a good point because you can get lost in translation. And I think yeah. the sideline will be harder for that, what you're talking about. But I think a full-on slide where you're, you're doing the baseball slide, I think it's pretty easy to see a fake one. Fair enough, fair enough. I was curious for your perspective. And, and you're right, I, I thought it was kind of funny and clever at first. but Oh, it's just, funny. It was listen. awesome. Yeah. And but, like you said, he kept his balance. But Yeah, that's I, I don't think a lot of quarterbacks could be able to manage the way he did. But <laughs> He had but, to have practiced that, dude. <laughs> I know, you're right. <laughs> that shit was funny. Uh, but I'd be but, pissed as hell if it happened to me. But yeah, you're right. From because from the defensive perspective, you're right. If if you hit the guy, then it's boom, it's 15 yards. Or coach Chuny, you might even get a targeted. So yeah, how many more stipulations can game. we give? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're getting reamed by the coach. Yeah, that is. And that if is it fair. happened past half, you're out of next game too at the first half. Sure. Yeah. You're then you're, you're missing your bowl game or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Um. That that is that is true. That is but true. Classic, so you know, definitely a funny highlight though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and one one of the reasons why the show is short is because there's really <clears throat> no debate as to who made the final four. Um, I do think you, I do think there was a little bit of good old boys home cooking because you could have argued that um, from how the teams finished, you could have possibly put Georgia down to four because Cincinnati ran the table, Michigan had a good win, but you knew the committee wasn't going to have a Georgia-Bama repeat matchup. I think exactly. that was maybe that saved was by the name and persona. And I think that's legit, too. It sounds weird, but I do think it's legit. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think you'd have a slightly debate. You could go Michigan of, one, though, and Georgia four. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I think that was maybe a minor thing, but you knew the committee wasn't going to have a Georgia – Bama repeat just because, well, you know, yeah, maybe it's debatable. Maybe it's just where they should have been. But um, it, it was a, a fun – it was a fun weekend. And, and, yeah, you're right. To get just to slowly wrap up the game you did touch on nicely, hey, for those people that said, well, hey, Utah, you can't beat Oregon twice like you did last week. Mm. <laughs> really? Because, Chris, the, the scoreboard don't look much different. <laughs> and, and, and the box score doesn't either. No. Um, it was right away, you know. It was just like, yeah, you're done, dude. It's twenty yeah. zip. It's twenty three mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. zip at half, you know. Ah, so I was it, it, it was, it was, and I, you know, we're to the point where we will do a couple of podcasts because even though it gets kind of funny, I do love breaking down some bowl games because even though there's some that will be crappy, Chris and I will get to the point where there's actually even scrolling through. I think they did a great job of picking bowl games this year. There's a lot of teams this year who maybe they didn't have the best seasons, but for brand name and what kind of team they are, they actually have a lot of good bowl games this year. But Chris and I will get to um, breaking those down as we go throughout the year because betting bowl games is fun. I don't recommend a lot of money, 
but yeah. you see it. You see it's a lot shaky, of, cr- but it is fun. It, it, it is fun because I guarantee I will have a massive rant or two or three on uh, man, Chris, <laughs> I took this bowl game and you will not believe what the hell happened. Cause I think these coaches, it, you, you lose a little bit of the saber metrics. You go, oh, well, analytics yeah. say do this. Well, I hell it's a bowl game. F it. I'm doing this. And you're like, what are you doing? This is not normal. It, and make sure you check to see who's already gone in the draft and all that too. To the oh yeah, you know, not the big big bowls, you know. But other than that, you got to watch that. Last year was COVID. This year, you got to go back to watching who's there. Uh, but yeah, like like Pitt, Michigan, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, A and M. I mean, there there's some interesting Penn State, Arkansas. Had the Gophers not lost to Bowling Green. Guess who would have been in that January first bowl? The Minnesota uh, Gophers against Arkansas. Damn. Um, Oklahoma State Notre Dame. That's a fun game. Iowa Kentucky. Why don't you just look in the mirror at each other? I, um, I know because that's what that is. You know, Baylor Ole Miss. You know, yeah, I do like these matchups. And just to kind of wrap this up, do you have any issue with the uh, go? Or, and, and again, they've kind of bounced around this, but going back to the New Year's Eve games, I will say though that. The Bama Cincy's at two thirty. Georgia yeah, Michigan six thirty. Like they bumped it up like an hour. Yeah, the last time they did this. So your Georgia Michigan game probably gets done around ten, and you're you're probably not losing the majority of your diehards for New Year's parties. So I, I again the New Year's Eve when they first did those games, it kind of backfired on them. But maybe they're thinking, Chris, with the earlier times, and it is a Friday. That I mean, that, that yeah. rating for Cincinnati Saturday Bama, and Sunday will be taken by. Yeah, although, Saturday yeah, you're and right. Sunday will be taken by the NFL. You know, true. Yeah, the oh, NFL. Hey. That, that yeah. last they they do. Remember the last few? What the last two Saturdays they do? NFL. On, yeah, you know, oh yeah, you're right. You can't. And the, then the later you go, you go head to head with NFL. You're right. And the later so, you go into the night, the more it cuts in New Year's Eve. So that yeah, that Bama Cincy two thirty is a really tough time for a Friday. But you're right. There's not really any other option for said games. I think it's just well, going to happen like every fifth year or something. Yeah, you know? you're right. Well, l- 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 let me give you like let me give you a little uh, question to think out of here, unless you have anything else on, in your mind right now. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, let's just, let's just go over the initial thoughts of the point spreads, then, then we'll wrap this baby up. So Alabama minus 13.5 over under 58. Do you think that that is the – um, treatment Bama deserves, or do you may, people maybe down Cincy? I, I I think that's probably a fair line. I know Cincy had a great year, but from that Bama team we just saw, Chris, I think that they could repeat what just happened. Do you think the Bama minus 13.5 is a, a fair line, and how would you look at it if you were throwing down a little bit for fun? Just off the initial, before we got injuries or what could happen the next month, initial thoughts on that Bama-Cincy line. Yeah, you know, because the uh... – uh, what is it, Mechie or Menchie? What, what is it, Menchie? M- Michi? Yeah, M- Menchie or Menchie, yeah. He's done. He's that he got an ACL. Mm-hmm. He's done. Not that they still have that Williams dude, though. I mean, he's you know he's going off. He's got like 15 touchdowns, so it's not like they're screwed or anything. But but that does add up. You know, looking at it, if if, you, if we look about, I mean, this I'm glad you brought this up because we've been talking about this Bama a lot, right? We've done mm-hmm. these eight. It's 18 and a half, 20 and a half, and Remember, what was it, 21 and a half for Auburn? Did it yeah. close at that or something like that? Uh, round 20. Yeah, and Ole Miss was yeah. like at 21 open. They got that bit down to 15. They won by 19. You know, they've been pretty dead on all year, despite that yeah. Auburn game, obviously. 
Yeah. Right. But but it's worth bringing up because uh, we have been talking about this, and I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I do think it's fair. Now, Cincinnati was... showed up last year against Georgia sure. and almost beat them and had a good lead. Probably, you could maybe say they probably should have beat them watching the game, but uh, I think 13 and a half is fair, yeah. And, and the one the one thing you do know is that Cincinnati has three starting people in their defensive backfield are going to NFL. So if there is a team that can maybe <laughs> slow down Bama, maybe it is when you have three future Sunday players. And, last and week, they're good in the trenches, too. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. They and showed that against Georgia last year. Trap it up. Speaking of Georgia, Georgia minus seven and a half against Michigan. I guess I'm a little surprised with that number just because Michigan has been rock solid of late with a great win against Ohio State, a convincing win against Iowa. Do you think there's a little too much love for Georgia? I would probably lean taking Michigan with I'm getting seven and a half plus a hook. And again, if you want to talk about Georgia plays tough in the trenches, Michigan's the same style of football team, Chris. I would I would say that initial line is maybe a little too much love, or I would lean towards the amazing blue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would actually – I would take that points with Michigan right now, seven and a half for sure. I would. Um, and, and I was talking about how, you know, Iowa and Kentucky look in the mirror. Well, shit, like you said, look in the mirror with these two teams. They oh. like to do a lot. You might – you can make an argument team speed, though, on the skill positions – might favor um, Michigan. They got some speed demons, and they also got this defensive end who's, I don't know if you people have been watching the last few games, but he's pretty decent. He's a pretty decent defensive edge uh, who, what, did he get three sacks in that, uh, in that big game against Ohio State? He is now one of the Heisman finalists, too, speaking of uh, Hutchinson. So, um, and by the way, Bryce Young, C.J. Strout, Kenny Pickett, Kenny fake a slide Pickett, and then Hutchinson it, it are the uh, the Heisman finalists, by the way. So your guy did get left out in the coal. I'm I'm not even going to go on that rant because I'm going to end the show on a positive note because I'm a happy person. Well, so, you're going to do it after, right? You're going to do oh, it at, like after I, they I, win I, the first. I've sent a couple of words in my group chat that would not be school appropriate for a man that's a teacher. So I'm going to just, I'm going to let that one slide for now. But anyways, I'll, I'll have a rant. We do one of our bull shows. There we go. I talk about old miss. Um, so as I said, there are a lot of actual, I think the committee did a good job of picking actual fun bowl games, even for teams who had lesser years for good matchups. So Chris and I will be back in a while. Um, we will break down kind of the popular bowl games as we go for a, um, like kind of the middle tier, and we will get closer to previewing the big ones. And, God, there is a great slate of matchups, as Chris mentioned a, a handful of minutes ago, of a lot of top-edge programs who have the same styles of matchups, which could lead to a, a lot of very good football between now and New Year's Day. So until then, as always, thanks for the support. We love you. The boys are out tonight. Stay safe. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.